Hello and welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Pie Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcast, and Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at PBW Podcast on all of those platforms. Make sure you give us a follow. Make sure you interact with us on social media. We want to talk about what you want to hear about. That's the best way to let us know what you want to hear about. If you're an old school fan, we got stuff for you. If you're a new school fan, we got stuff for you. This is a podcast by wrestling fans. So we're here to talk about wrestling stuff. And it's not just me. Yes, I'm a phenomenal host, but I couldn't do it all by myself. Joining me as always is the young buck. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy York is in the house. What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, doing pretty good. Just, uh, you know, coming off of the... Uh... The Rumble <clears throat> went back and watched it since Sunday, uh, since Saturday, and yeah, my feelings about it have not gotten any better, and have Ooh. gone a little bit the other way. So you know, it is what it is. It it uh, comes and goes, but it yeah, does. It's uh, I was expecting to have a uh, better wrestling week, and it's kind of been a, a little bit of a disappointment. So uh, there's a hey, lot man. to dive in and talk about. You know, I feel like that's just the roller coaster that we ride as wrestling fans. You know what I mean? It just, mm-hmm. uh, we get our hopes up for something and it doesn't go as we planned. And then we think something is just going to be eh, whatever. And then it blows us out of the water, you know? So yep. I, it's just the way that we are as wrestling fans. And if you are a first time guest here on the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast and you want to know what in the world you just stumbled upon, make sure that you tune in every Monday and Wednesday. We drop brand new episodes on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel, on Sportswire Radio, and wherever you find your podcast. So make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We appreciate your support very much. Again, you don't know what you walked into if you're a first-time listener. Well, welcome to the party because, like I just said, Andy, half the time we don't know what we're walking into either. <laughs> the Royal Rumble, as we talked about on the Saturday Night Recap of the Royal Rumble, we expected a whole lot from the Royal Rumble. We kind of got what we expected, but we weren't really thrilled with it. You know what I mean? Let, let's start right there. Let's start with the Rumble. You said you went back and watched it. I haven't gotten yeah. to do that yet. You went back and watched it, and not, you said nothing really changed. Did you pick up anything that you missed that might have swayed your opinion, good or bad, about the Rumble? What, what did you get the second time around? Uh, I guess the second time around is I'm more disappointed in the men's Rumble than I initially was. And you know how, sure. how frustrated I was with that anyway, because knowing what we were going to get um, while watching it, or before, like knowing what we're going to get watching it the second time, you just kind of see how much missed potential there was. Sure. Um, and, and to me, it just kind of felt like both rumbles were all over the place. Like they were not as concise and as there weren't like the moments that you get in every rumble. There, yep. there wasn't really anything like that in this rumble. And I think part of that is if you read the dirt sheets or you get reports or rumors or whatever, uh, I think a big chunk of that is because Triple H wasn't involved yes. in it this year, as well as TJ Wilson, who... Yep. Um, was not in, involved in it as well, which I, I did not know that Triple H's role in the Rumble is to make sure we have the moments of like certain superstars having their stick out moments, like their standout yep. moments. Mm-hmm. And in the Rumble, that there was nothing of that this year. And I think that that's part of it. Yep. Um, there's also some reports that Shane McMahon has a lot of heat on him for the Rumble because apparently he was like the main producer of the Rumble and it was not done very well when you have yeah. Mad Cat Moss eliminate AJ Styles. It it 
does not go very well, and I'm sure it was not received very well. So it just seemed like it was not as well prepared for as it normally is, and it's yep. not. It's definitely a backfire start for the road to WrestleMania. Sure. Um, instead of like the leaping off point of the the fun start that we normally get. And you talked about wrestlers having their spots. Obviously, one of the things that we did not hit on very much on the. By the way, let me pause right here. The Royal Rumble post show that we did on Saturday night, Andy and myself were joined by a slew of special <laughs> guests. We had a lot of fun. Please make sure we you did. go back and check that out. The video version is on BodySlam.net's YouTube channel. Audio version is available wherever you find your podcast. Go check that out. There was a lot of good points made, but there were a lot of points that I want to revisit um, because my opinion has changed on some of them. And then a <laughs> lot of points that we just didn't hit that I want to make sure that we hit right now. Right. Um, and one of those being, you mentioned superstars not having their spots. We really didn't dive into the fact that Kofi Kingston's um, spot got ruined because he accidentally got himself eliminated. Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with some excitement that we missed later on in the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. So we missed out on that. You mentioned Shane McMahon. There, there's conflicting reports about his role in the Rumble or his uh, producing role, what have you. Uh, regardless, he was in the Rumble as a superstar, as a surprise entrant. <laughs> That's also something that we kind of looked over when we said there were yeah. no surprises or whatever. Drew McIntyre was technically a surprise as well. Yeah. I read a report that he showed up during the Rumble event. He was hidden and then brought out. So that was technically a surprise. Those two guys, to us, as regular watchers of the product, weren't huge surprises to maybe somebody who hasn't tuned in in six months or what have you. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I think, though, if, if anybody watched last year's WrestleMania, though, like if, if for the casual viewer, sure, both of those guys have been involved in everything big over the last year, really, yeah. except for SummerSlam. I don't think Shane was involved in SummerSlam. Nope. But other than that, he, he was basically involved in everything else kind of going into this year. And so I think for the casual fan, I think Drew showing up and Shane showing up are more for like me and you, like the hardcore fan of like, oh, Shane hasn't been here in like a year, which, you know, my hate Boy. for Shane McMahon. I mean, when his music uh -huh. hit, everybody else in the room went like start popped a little bit. And I was like, oh, crap, here we go again with <laughs> Shane. Um, but like Drew, like Drew, if you didn't watch day one, you didn't know that Drew got quote like got hurt and went away for yeah. a little bit. So like yep. that was probably another one where people were expecting him to show up. So it wasn't that big of a surprise. Um, and so I don't know. I, th I think it was just, it lacked a lot of the flair that we're used to. It lacked a lot of the, yep. the surprise stuff that we're used to. And, and going to the Kofi thing, I give Kofi credit. Cause if he would have landed that, that would have been his best <laughs> escape. I think ever. Cause the yep. height he got and the angle he was at. And even when he made contact, it hurt. Like you could tell that he was, he yep. was in some pain. And I think the that, only that way, I think all of it played into it. The only way for him to possibly land that at the height that he was is he had to hit the barricade at a different spot on yeah. his chest stomach area. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, if he hits that thing any higher, he's probably gonna break some ribs. Yeah. Uh, let me yeah, because he would have had to hit his stomach on the top of the barricade, and man, oh that hurts just thinking about it. My thing is, if you're going to do that stunt, you know that's going to happen. Don't have the camera show the bottom half. If right. the camera didn't show the bottom half, we would have never known that his feet didn't hit, unless you were watching. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And even then, you're still like, eh, we'll let it slide. Like he, sure, he tried. Like we, Kofi's not going to win. He can, he can do this spot and go back in. So I, I don't know. It just everything seemed off in the yep. in the whole rumble. I mean, the whole rumble, everything seemed off. We we looked at each other when the uh, disqualification happened in the first match, and we both were like, it's going to be one of these pay per views where yep. everything we thought might happen was not going to happen. Yep. There's not going to be any deciding finish. Yep. Um, and I have a hate relationship anyway for screwy finishes on pay-per-view because it's pay-per-view should be where the finishes happen, not where yep. you some like it, it has its place obviously, but Perfect. every single time is not, you know, but great. Not or in match. both or in both championship matches is not that great either, but right. it, it is what it was. Well, especially in the first big match that we've yeah. gotten in, Five, six years almost between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. 2016 was that Money in the Bank match, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the first yeah, big it was match right that the we've gotten. Split, so yeah. And it was the first match of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, good grief. And Seth coming on. out in the Shield music and like yeah. the Seth getting like 90% of the offense at the beginning and all of this other stuff. Like it, it yep. was not, it set itself, it set itself up for failure. And yep. it, it, there was no other way. If it didn't have Roman, could have won, and it would have been fine. Like yep. if Roman would have won, it would have been yep. fine. Not even necessarily clean, but like maybe the ref not paying attention, low blow spear one two three. Yeah, that's whatever. fine. Something like that is fine. Yeah. But the disqualification, Cheap. and this is not a this is not a moment to do AEW versus WWE. But one thing I do love about what AEW does is their referee discretion is like this is a big match. I'm not going to disqualify you because you're going on. Like I'm going to break the hold any way I can, and we're going to continue this thing on. So I, I wish that we would get to things like that for these big time matches where it's not, you know, well, well, the referee see. passing Roman after he speared Brock, hit him with the title, and be like, oh, well, I guess even though it's a pinfall, I got to count it, even though I just saw what happened in the ring, you know. Well, I'm glad you brought AEW up. And I know we're going to talk about AEW here in a little bit. Um, I'm glad you brought up screwy finishes with AEW because we've had two Brian Danielson <laughs> time limit draws that just really got under not only my skin, but a lot of people's skin. So yeah. that's where I'll push back on the on the screwy finish. I do understand the referee yeah. discretion thing. I get yeah. I'm, I'm totally in favor of that, whatever. But like I don't know. I, I guess my thing is we see it more in AEW than we yes, do. Yes, we do. That's true. In WW, especially and my argument to those is both of those were TV matches. Yeah. They haven't done it for like a pay-per-view. And yeah, I think that's gonna, the, that's the big difference is yep, the pay-per-views right. where we pay our hard-earned money to watch these. We don't want to see, you know, if yeah. I would have paid more than $5 a month for Peacock for this pay-per-view, I would have been livid. And I would have right. been, been as mad as I was when I, the first ever pay-per-view I bought, the big one, was the Royal Rumble 2015. And mm-hmm. that one, I was livid after that one, too. So, like, if I would if I would have purchased this, you know, the old-fashioned way, it would have been even more so, right. but I think we're we're just accustomed to seeing disqualification finishes or screwy finishes on WWE pay per views. When, especially a big four pay per view, these are the moments where you're trying yeah. to build stuff up, and you don't want to have that happen. Yep. So we'll we'll be it'll be interesting to see how they build this up. We're going to talk about Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley here in just <laughs> a little bit. Um, but one point that I want to make that we made on the podcast on Saturday night 
is a point that I referenced a few minutes ago that I don't necessarily agree with the stance that we took on the podcast after having time to go back and revisit it and that kind of thing. And that was our point of WWE catering to the hardcore fans versus the casual fans. Yeah, I didn't we agree made, with that either. <laughs> we made the point. Yeah, we made the point that they did not cater to their casual fans. And after we around. after we stopped recording, I went, wait a minute. No, yeah, I just that's not right. I, I just sat there and let it slide because there's too many people and we were already 45 minutes into it. And I was like, I just I'm sure we'll talk about it Wednesday. So I'll leave it for this version of the podcast. Right. The WWE does not care what me and you think about their product. Right. They don't care at all. If they did yep. care, things would be so different. Yep. Guys yep. like Keith Lee would not be released and got, and right. he would be pushed to the main event. And so you're, I, I you're, re- you're really harping on this Keith Lee release. Is that the one that really grinds your game? That's the one that ticks me off the most. How do you let a guy really? go like Keith Lee? He he is the Vince McMahon guy. He is massive. He is huge. He is loved by the fans. He can cut a promo. He is great in the ring. He's a just him being in the ring with Brock Lesnar in 2020 got everybody talking. And I I, yeah. he, I don't understand how you let him just kind of fall through the cracks. Of like, because, eh, well, he got sick and then, you know, he was unreliable. And so we just kind of let him go. And it's like, who cares? He's, right. He he could have had money matches with Brock Lesnar, yep. with Roman mm-hmm. Reigns, with John Cena. Like, the list goes on and on for him. So, yeah, that's the one that every time I think about the releases, that's the one I'm like, <laughs> how do you screw that up? Him and Bray. I don't understand how you screw both of them up. Anyway, continue your point. Sorry, I, I just. I lost my shit. Where was I? Um, casual fans. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that's why they bring in people like Johnny Knoxville and Bad yeah. Bunny, and you know, which Bad Bunny was my favorite part of the Men's Rumble. Like Bad Bunny absolutely killed it in the Rumble. Um, but that's why they continue to bring back Goldberg. That's why they continue yep. to bring back and push the Undertaker to his limit every single time. Yep, is because of the casual fan, the hardcore fan. Years ago, was saying it's time for Taker to hang it up. Yep. Like it's time for him to. He's done well, enough. I, Let I him go. That- the point that I even thought of was for the hardcore fan, if they were catering to the hardcore fan, they would have brought in more legends. Instead, they brought in more celebrities. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, uh, and it was, I think for the women, the... go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that for the women, I don't think they had a choice, you know, because yeah. well, it was to a point where we were having a count of how many active roster members <laughs> versus not. Okay. So, for the women, they didn't half. really have exactly, it was. Yeah. So, the women, they really, really we try it again. The women, they really didn't have a choice. Right. So that that was understandably okay. We got to bring back the legends. For the men, they didn't go that route. Um, right. And that to me means look at the Rumble winners. Two former UFC heavyweight champions, mainstream stars, yeah. are the winners of the Rumble and are going to headline WrestleMania. Casual fan. Hello. Yeah. And like, I think, I think we got more of the. Like this year, because obviously the women's rumble normally has a lot of legends, but like in the rumble this year, we got more un, not unknown, but like more hardcore legends that we would yes. remember as wrestling fans than ever before. Like Melina showing up, number two, Summer Ray, Summer Ray, Cameron, like Cameron yeah. showing oh, Cameron, up was like, man, what wow, the heck? Was... Why is Cameron here? Like think yeah. like moments like that. I like, uh, I like Ivory showing up. Like that in like the right to like censor, you know, in the right to exactly. censor. Exactly. It was great. And so, like, 
I even saw people like, why is like, who is this? Why are they coming out? Like it's for that, like moments like that are yep. for the hardcore fan. When the boogeyman shows up at the rumble, that is for guys like me and you, because we're like, this is awesome. 2015, yep. the moment between Bray Wyatt and the boogeyman was amazing. Yep. Absolutely amazing. And that's not Last necessarily year, for the casual fan. 2021 Christian and edge in the ring. Yeah. For yeah. The first time in how many years? Like, that yeah. that gets the hardcore fans blood pumping right there. Yeah, that that's that's like, heart tugging. And like twenty twenty Rumble, keep bringing him back up. Keith Lee showing up to be up against Brock. That was for the NXT hardcore fan. Yeah, that he got his moment at Survivor Series. This was just another moment. Yep. Every time Adam Cole showed up in the Rumble, or yep. Andrade, or Johnny Gargano, or you know Io Shirai, or Candice LeRae, or like put insert Kai. person here. Yeah. Like we care about those people. I would say more than we care about Goldberg's music hitting and coming out to the rumble or necessarily even Brock Lesnar's music like coming yep. out to the rumble as well. So I think, I think the rumble this year was catered more to the casual fan, maybe more so than ever before. Uh, and I think that's, that's sort of the frustration, part of the frustration yep. and part of the problem with like modern day WWE is that they're catering to the mainstream media audience. Then the people that tune in week in and week out to watch Raw and SmackDown each and every week. As hardcore fans and as fans who have been watching wrestling as for as long as you and I have, and some of the guys at work that I had a conversation with the Rumble about on Sunday yeah. afternoon, the word that we came up with was pedestrian. The Rumble yep. was very pedestrian. It Absolutely. was it, it was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. We watched wrestling for four hours, and it was good. We were all <laughs> sports entertained to mm -hmm. some extent. Um, but we were not blown away as we should be from a big four pay-per-view. Right. And especially Pre like... Premium live event. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And <laughs> especially the first one back with a live crowd. Yeah. Like, that. that's the part that frustrates me the most is, why couldn't we have gotten Kane's last Rumble this year? Yeah, in front of a live crowd because the man more than deserves to have a live yeah. audience for his last rumble. The Christian and Edge moment. Well, I'm glad we got it. Could you imagine in front of a live crowd, Christian's music been. hitting and Edge in the middle of the ring and all of that taking place? So I, yeah. I just I think this year was very pedestrian. I think that's uh, that's the best word I can think of as well to come up with the rumble this year, other than disappointing. Like the rumble yeah. this year was extremely disappointing. A bad rumble is still a fun rumble, but sure. it was still it doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth heading into WrestleMania season. It's like, eh, we like, this is kind of how we're starting things off. We need to pick it up a little bit. Right. And, and you know, still again, we're going to WrestleMania. We, yeah. if y'all miss the, the post show <laughs> after the rumble, we are going to WrestleMania. Yeah. So we're still excited for it. Oh, you know, don't just the thought of seeing Brock and Roman fighting like this. I'm excited for that. Like I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm, excited for the prospect of Rhonda and Becky. I'm kind of dreading if we get Rhonda and Charlotte, if I'm going to be a little honest, because yep. I, that's not, unless, uh, unless we get somebody really big for Becky, but it looks like we're getting that elimination chamber instead of WrestleMania. So yep. I, I don't really know that whole situation, but from the main event prospect, I, I'm super excited for that match, which leads me to back to saying you could have gotten to this point without Brock winning. And having somebody else win to elevate. And now we're really excited for whoever Bobby's going to face at WrestleMania. Or whoever the WWE champion is going to face at WrestleMania. Well, I mean, that's interesting that you say that. Because that transitions us to Monday Night Raw. Where Brock Lesnar 
opens the show with Bobby Lashley and he says, look, Bob, don't worry. I, I, I want my title back, but I'm challenging Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He said, and that right. match is going to be title for title because I'm going to be in the elimination chamber where you are going to defend your title. Man, they seem to really continue to hit on this title for title thing, which yeah. makes me think that it might actually happen. Maybe. I, I think we're going to get another screw. Uh, I think we're going to get another Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Elimination Chamber yeah. with Brock in the ring. Roman comes out from underneath the ring, underneath the grate, spears Brock, Bobby pins him one, two, three. Yeah. Then we go forward like that. I would be fine if Bobby just pinned him straight up. Like I, I think we, for Bobby to beat Brock twice and both of them be with the help of Roman, I think that really makes Bobby look weak. Um, mm -hmm. And so maybe that's their plan. Maybe Brock gets attacked beforehand by Roman and he's not uh, he's not able to uh, compete in Elimination Chamber. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna go title for title. I don't think we're gonna unify the titles. Um, if that's the case, then more than likely we're getting the Ronda Becky Charlotte Triple Threat again um mm -hmm. to unify those titles as well so i don't think we're going to do that just yet but i mean anything's on the table at this point well i look at it the other way you look at it as bobby not looking good because roman helped him twice i look at it the fact that i don't think they're going to have brock lesnar lose again right. because he has to look as strong as he can to go up against roman so right. i'm not saying that it's going to be title for title I just don't know how they're going to get around it. You yeah, I think I mean? they're going to find a way to either get him out of the Elimination Chamber match or to do something in the Elimination Chamber to force him to you lose. know force him to lose without him looking weak and without Bobby looking weak. Well, the other thing that we speculated concerning the other world title is that Roman and Seth would probably go at it at Elimination Chamber. Seth would might get his rematch. Well, mm -hmm. Seth's in the Elimination Chamber. With Brock and with Bobby, with AJ, with Austin Theory, oh, you gotta throw him in, and <laughs> with Riddle. So I find it really interesting that we're not going to get Roman versus Seth. So yeah. are we going to get a Roman match at all at Chamber, or you know what does that look like? I, I think we definitely have to get some sort of Roman match at Chamber, and. I would not be shocked if it's something like Roman versus Goldberg elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia. Cause okay. they love to have him there. They love to bring him in. I, I think that's the best thing for the elimination chamber is to have that sure. match happen there. I agree. Um, and then to kind of just move on from it. Um, but I, I, I think they have to have Roman has to be there for something because he yep. obviously is the biggest star in the company right now. Yep. Um, the biggest, uh, I'm an AEW guy, the biggest star in professional wrestling. Um, and so the fact that he, if they didn't take him there, I think it would be very, very con yep. not concerning, but it would just be weird and out of place. And so I, I, they're going to have something for him there. Um, but yeah, I, I think this could be, maybe we come down to Bobby and Seth and Brock in the ring. Roman comes in and destroys both Seth and Brock. Bobby pins both of them. And then. There you hey, go. I want my, I want a rematch, or I want to go after him, and now we get the triple threat at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, we definitely hope that that happens. Um, it, it's it's interesting to see because if you look at the KO show segment that happened earlier or later on in the night with Rollins and with KO, and with Rollins announcing that he's going to be in the elimination chamber, 
you saw the dissension between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, the cracks yep. beginning to surface. So that makes me think, well, maybe they're not going to get Seth involved at WrestleMania in the triple threat. We might not get that match. We might actually get Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins like we have been speculating. Again, yeah. neither you or I are going to complain about watching <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. No. Let's no. be honest. Um, but we were excited to see that, you know, run that triple threat match back. Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, I think you could do Bobby versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Oh, definitely. Have Kevin, have Kevin win the, the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Roman wins the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. Seth goes back to Raw, and we start that feud going into Money in the Bank, maybe even into SummerSlam, Seth versus Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship. That's, yep. that's a program that I would love to see as well because, you know, one, we're going to be at SummerSlam because it's in Nashville, but two, like right. that... <laughs> That's a great match to have, and it deserves to have a championship match with it. Like it deserves to be a championship yep. match that we've never seen before. Um, and so I, you know, I would love to have that happen. And that's two of the hardest workers in the game right now. Yeah, you know, you and, you hardly ever see a bad Seth Rollins or Kevin Owens match ever. And if it and if you do, it's not them; it's right. the creative. <laughs> so yep. that that's that's the biggest thing, honestly. I. You have to give Kevin something after he signed this contract. Like I sure you do. His performance in the Rumble was when you get eliminated by Shane, like he was, okay. and it was just yeah. And I understand I did not expect him to beat Austin Theory because he doesn't do the the Saudi Arabia shows. But I, you still could have had somebody else other than him face Austin Theory because him losing to Austin Theory just didn't sit right with me. Um, right. And so I, you know, I they have to have something for him. They have to kind of start to build him back up because I I don't understand how you can let one of the best promo guys one of the hardest working guys not continue to advance forward and right. just kind of stay where he's at when you're looking at it from um the hardcore fans perspective yeah austin theory beating kevin owens does not elevate austin theory in our eyes right that, that, that's not the way to do that in the hardcore fans eyes but again WWE's catering to the casual fans and yep. they're they're a they're a globally they're a globally spread company. They're publicly traded. Like mm -hmm. we cannot fault them for the way that they operate their business because clearly they know more about it than we do because right. we're on this side of the microphone and they're on that side. I mean, I mean, there's a whole reason why gender, there's a whole reason why gender won the WWE championship a few years and ago. held it for as long as he is for that India market. And like, and it worked like it worked. They got a lot it. of money from it. Uh, having Shinsuke and uh, believe it was Shinsuke and Finn wrestle in Tokyo a couple years ago, something like that. I, like I that, think yeah. it was something like mm -hmm. that. They understand like two New Japan guys are going to be wrestling in WWE in Tokyo, Japan. All of the like all the wrestling fans in Japan are going to buy a ticket to go watch that. Yep. And so I would go. I would fly to Japan to watch that. So right. I you know I think they understand what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, from a global marketing standpoint, but as the hardcore fan, yep. it's like, if you would just give these guys enough time, the world would love them as well. So just yep. let them kind of do their thing as well. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a give and take and it's frustrating sometimes. Yep. But like you said, they, they've been doing this for years and they know what they're doing. And I mean, at this point you can clearly see they're pretty good at it. And so yeah, right. they're going to continue to do what they're going to do. They're good at it. It's, it's what they do. It's worked for, However, since 1982, <laughs> since Vince bought the company. So, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. Like you just said, right. you give these people enough time, the casual fans are going to love them too, because I feel like that the casual fans 
ultimately um, benefit from or they take from what us hardcore fans do. You know, well, if they can tell that we're really pushing behind a guy, they're more likely to latch on to them. Daniel Bryan is the perfect example. Bingo. The perfect. Yep. If it wasn't for the fans getting behind Daniel Bryan heading into WrestleMania 30, and that, that would have ca- never that happened. Casual fans either. No, that was the hardcore nope. fans saying, "We are not letting you do this to us again." Nope. And now he is one of the most well-known, biggest stars in professional wrestling because yep. of that whole rise into WrestleMania 30. So. Yep. It, it definitely comes and goes, and there's a lot of give and take. Becky Lynch is another one. Like the yes, fans got is. behind Becky, and she, you know, Kofi Kingston. Like there, the list kind of goes on and on, you know. And so I, I think it, it definitely is a more give and take that needs to yep. be heard from a management side. But yep. also, like you know, they also are seeing the numbers and everything, so they they know what they're doing with that as well. I mean, I just mentioned that's why they're on that side of the microphone. That's why yep. we're on this side of the microphone. But guess what? This podcast is for the fans by the fans. <laughs> this is our platform for our opinion. And that's what we're going to give you here on the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast every Monday and every Wednesday. Uh, there's something for old school fans or something for new school fans right here on the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast on the Bodyslam.net uh, YouTube channel on the SportsWire Radio Network, and wherever you find your podcast. I'm your host, Chris Belcher. Thank you so much again for stumbling upon our show, whether this is your first time listening or you've been with us from the beginning. Thank you for your support. If this is your first time, please stick around. We hope you enjoy yourself. My co-host is Mr. Andy York, the Young Buck, and we've got a couple of more things to hit for Monday Night Raw before we look at this week's AEW. Uh, The other thing to hit from Monday Night Raw is... I want to go back to this Elimination Chamber for a second because we ran through the participants. You got Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, the WWE Champion, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, and Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's the one I want to hit on for just a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that he is a random participant in this match, but if you read the dirt sheets and you believe some of the reports that came out, he was one of the original picks to win the Royal Rumble. and. It seems like that if he and Randy Orton are going to face at Mania, the WWE title could be at stake for that match. Yeah. So what I'm saying is it's not out of the realm of possibility that Matt Riddle escapes the Elimination Chamber with the WWE title. Yeah, which I kind of thought about that as well. It's just, I think if they do that, it's definitely a repeat of Bray and Randy all over again. Yes, it is. 100%. Randy winning the the Royal Rumble, Bray winning the title at Elimination Chamber, and then Randy just taking it from Bray at WrestleMania in the weirdest match I've seen in a long time. So, like, that booking (laughs) kind of concerns me a lot because I think you could have a lot of fun with Riddle versus Randy. Yep. Um, Well, Well, I'll say this. I don't think that would be the end of the story, though. I think they could take that story a little longer, but you're right. Like seemingly the WWE championship match at mania is the culmination to the story, but right. You know, but I I would like, I think WrestleMania could be a starting off point for the story as well of like, what if riddle faces, what if riddles the winner and he faces Bobby Lashley at at WrestleMania, which that would be a fun match to see with Randy Orton and, and riddles corner. 
and then Randy turns on Riddle in the match, and now yep. we're heading into that portion. Or yep. what if Randy helps Riddle win, and like they have this kind of weird thing going on for the rest? Because I, I think it would work; it would be fine. But yep. Riddle was the one that really shocked me with the reports of like he was supposed to win as of a couple weeks ago. Like Matt Riddle yeah. was supposed to win the Rumble, which I love Riddle. I know you hate Riddle, but like I, I love Matt Riddle, and I think it would have been the perfect choice, not just because I love Matt Riddle, but because what we talked about on the podcast afterwards of like the rumble is a great thing to, to put the rocket on somebody and just shoot them straight to the top. And it's yep. like the leaping off point. And I think somebody like a Matt Riddle could have been offended from that or, you know, a Finn Balor or somebody could have, could have really benefited from that other than, you know, Brock Lesnar. But I, I think it's very interesting. And I think it's something to watch out for is Riddle kind of weaseling his way out of the elimination chamber with the title. Wouldn't it have been weird though if he would have won the rumble like at all? Yeah, it have been, been out of left field. Yeah, which you know we talked about in the podcast. We we criticized WWE for being predictable, so that would have been right. extremely unpredictable. And well, I mean, random. Shinsuke winning the rumble in 2018 was out of left field. Like he yeah. was a superstar, everybody liked him, but it's not like he was this big time right on the cusp of main event at the point. He was still kind right. of trying to find his place, you know? Was that the rumble that Cena took the belt off of? No, no, no. That was the year Randy one is because then Cena lost yes. at Elimination Chamber to Bray. Correct. Okay. But yeah, Correct. like I, Shinsuke was definitely uh, out of left field. Edge last year was, yep. <laughs> we were not expecting that to happen at all. Yep. Um, Drew McIntyre in 2020, we weren't necessarily really expecting it until he was the one. Basically, after he eliminated LeBrock, everybody was like, Drew's winning this. Like, this is Drew's rumble to win. And so, I, you know, we would have been just another one of like, I didn't expect it, but let's see where they go with it. But now it's kind of like once Brock's music's hit, we're like, we we know this story. We know how this ends. We know what's going to happen. And, you know, but it would have been fun to see what happened with Riddle. It'll be interesting to see how they navigate this riddle Randy Orton feud down the road. Because again, if you believe dirt sheets, they said that this relationship wasn't supposed to go past SummerSlam of last year. Yeah. And here we are, you know, five, six months later, and we're rocking and rolling, and they're as popular as they've ever been. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think Riddle winning the Rumble would have been out of place. I'm like you. Uh, if we just if we go to WrestleMania just for Randy Orton to take the title off of him, what the heck are we doing? Right. Like, I love Randy Orton, but that's not what should happen at all. No. No. Um, In fact, I wouldn't be mad if, let's say, Riddle did win the Rumble, and Randy was put in the Elimination Chamber, and Randy won at Elimination Chamber, and then we got Randy versus Riddle yep. at WrestleMania, and Riddle took the belt off of Randy. Like that's that's how you build up a new star by having a legend because Randy Orton is an absolute legend Absolutely. having him do the D like do the job to, to riddle that elevates riddle even more and they yep. can have their feud now going back. And, you know, so I, I think that's, that's more interesting than, uh, oh, Randy's going to win at, Ram- at WrestleMania and, you know, right. Riddle's going to fall all the way back to the mid card again. <laughs> hey, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I, I hope, that they do, you know, we do get the one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And part of me says that we might not. I don't know, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're in a tag match at WrestleMania. Like yeah. I, I think that I think Randy is loving being an RK bro. The fans love it. 
Riddle is is as popular as he's ever been. So I, you know, it wouldn't shock me if this hung around until SummerSlam or right. you know maybe even a little longer. Right. One more thing to hit for Monday Night Raw. Again, so much, y'all. There's even though the Rumble was pedestrian, <laughs> as we've established. Man, there's a lot to talk about with the fallout of Monday Night Raw, and we definitely are traveling down the road to WrestleMania, and some things are still a little muddy. Some things are starting to clear up a little bit, but even though the Rumble was pedestrian, a lot of fallout from it, and one of the biggest things, one of the biggest surprises that neither one of us really expected, you called it a long time ago that you thought Lita would head to WrestleMania as a challenger for the Women's Championship. We're making a pit stop at Elimination (laughs) Chamber as the two redheads are going to be going at it, Becky Lynch is going to defend her Raw Women's Championship against Lita at the Elimination Chamber. How yeah. cool is that, man, that that happened on Monday Night Raw? It's really cool, and it goes to show that that Saudi money does talk because yes. yep. this is not shocking with the other Saudi ma- Saudi shows that we've had because we've always had some matches like this. I think it is cool that Lita and Becky are the one doing it this time and not, you know, a Goldberg or an Undertaker or right. you know someone like that. Um, Don't like I, Goldberg yet. You mentioned it. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, but I, like I, I would love it. Like I don't think Lita's going to win at no. Saudi. I think Becky's going to walk away with the championship. But I would love it if like whoever, fingers crossed, Ronda picks Becky. I would love it if Lita's like, okay, since Ronda and Becky are going at it, Charlotte, I'm tra- I'm challenging you now because yeah. they had the whole confrontation on SmackDown and. Um, you know, I I don't know if you saw Trish Stratus's tweet after the Rumble, but she tweeted a picture of her drinking with Charlotte just getting eliminated. So like, yep. throw Trish in there and let's have a triple threat between those three because oh, why not? Man. Throw wow. Sasha in there, and make it a fatal four way just to you know the young, the new generation versus the older generation. Yeah, that would be and, fun. And classic, classic, like you always say. Imagine the tag matches we could have along the way. I mean, oh, come I know, on. like Lita and Trish <laughs> versus Charlotte and Sasha. Like that would you know bring it on. That'd be a little. That'd be fun. But I, you know, I'm I'm really excited for this. I that was a genuine shock of. Rhonda yeah. walking back, Becky picking up the mic, and I looked and I was like, "There's like five minutes left. What's what's happening?" And then Lita's music hit. And I was like, "Oh, this is yeah, this is going to be great." So you know, I'm looking forward to it, um, and I'm I'm hoping this isn't just the only thing we get from Lita. I would love to see her at WrestleMania as well in a match at Mania. Absolutely, like uh, you like least. you've been saying, they're trying to sell tickets for to sell out AT and T Stadium <laughs> nope. in Dallas two nights. You get Lita on one of those cards, and I can promise you tickets are going to go. Uh, tickets are going to start selling. Man, I just I just thought about it right then. Trish and Lita versus the Bella Twins at WrestleMania. That sells a ticket. Give me that. That would be. Fun. That's not a match that I necessarily would want to see, but like that's that sells a ticket. That absolutely that's, sells a ticket. But but that's a match you thought you wouldn't see. You know, so exactly. like that. So we might not want it, but then it's like, well, this is interesting. This, I like. <laughs> yeah. I have to see this. This is cool. Right. Um, the other side of that is Ronda Rousey has said that she is going to make her decision this Friday on SmackDown. Very much leans towards her facing Charlotte, but do you think she kind of holds off? Something holds her off until the chamber or after? How do you see this playing out? I think she's going to go to SmackDown. Uh, well, first off, I think if Ronda is going to do anything, I think she needs to have somebody talk for her. Yes, please. <laughs> because her promo on Monday, especially was, especially as a heel, yeah, like I think her her promo on Monday was fine, but it was 
definitely rough around the edges. Um, I did get a kick when she called. She said I could either go after Charlotte or Rebecca. I was like, that's that's no. nice. I, like that that's a good start. But I think she does need to have somebody talk for her. I think yeah. she needs to have somebody come out and be her mouthpiece for her. Um, but I, you know, I think she, she probably goes to SmackDown. She probably is getting ready to say who's going to challenge. Charlotte comes out. You know, they have a face to face, and then she may just say, "Well, since you interrupted me, I'm going to wait now till Monday," or you know, whatever. Right. I'm just, I'm really hoping that she picks Becky. I got I, oh. Becky versus Ronda is the match that everybody wants to see. We don't want it. We've already seen Becky or Charlotte versus Ronda, and right. it was great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the WrestleMania match that the fans want to see. Right. I completely agree. Um, I really don't have anything else to add to that. I completely agree <laughs> with everything you just said. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know. I think they drag it out a little longer, like you said. Uh, but you know, we'll have to see. In the I meantime, wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Ronda didn't end up with a match at Elimination Chamber either. That's possible too. Yeah. Maybe we get Charlotte versus Ronda there, and then going into WrestleMania, Ronda and Becky. Yeah. Find a way to get them both, and then. But I don't think you want Ronda to lose, so I don't know if they'll do that or not. Unless you're going to do title for title, and then right <laughs> unify the titles. Maybe you do a tag match. Maybe Ronda gets in a tag match, or something. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, her and Shayna right. versus versus Charlotte, Sasha, yes. or something like that. That'd be nice. That would be great. Yo, her and Shayna together, that'd be awesome. All right, let's, uh, in our last little bit here, let's hit on AEW. And the reason we kind of saved AEW for last is we did a whole bonus episode about an hour's <laughs> worth of AEW this past Friday available in our archives. Go back and check it out if you want to hear what we had to say about Beach Break. You want to hear what we had to say about the week before that. Uh, so obviously we're just kind of previewing this week, doing a little bit of recap of Beach Break. Um, as we head in towards this week's AEW, man, the big match this week that we're all clamoring for, we can't wait to see CM Punk and MJF finally hooking it up in Chicago. You called this a long time ago. Um, this is the money feud that's been happening for a long time. Again, neither of us were surprised that it's the first match is going to happen on dynamite because we're going to have more than one of these. Right. Um, but any more thoughts that you want to share about this match um, and what you see kind of going forward? I, I really think this is where Punk gets his first loss. Like I, I'm, yep. I'm sticking to that. Of I think this is where MJF beats Punk in uh, nefarious means and screwy finishes and blah, 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 blah. But I think he's going to get the win. Um, the heat's going to be nuclear and amazing and music to my ears because I love yep. hostile crowds that are supposed to be hostile for a reason. Um, and so I think that that's going to be a moment that elevates MJF and then the redemption of Punk in that. I think we're going to get a new side of CM Punk out of this to kind of, you know, get rid of PG Punk and bring bring in an AEW version of CM Punk that maybe that we've never seen before. Yeah, there, there has to be some point, I think, where Punk, um, you know, wipes off the attitude of yippee skippy, yay, who yeah. I did it for the fans, yada. We got to get something else. Like, I'm yeah. not saying that people are tired of it because clearly his reaction is just as strong as it's ever been. He right. hasn't been in a wrestling ring in seven plus years. He's one of the most popular wrestlers ever. So clearly fans aren't going to, you know, start booing him. But right. I think it's time that we, we shake some things up. We need to we need to peel back the layers and get another side of CM Punk. You know what I mean? The best versions of CM Punk are the 
versions of punk when he has a cause. Yep. And what I mean by that is like the straight edge society punk, his whole purpose was to be the savior and to save the masses and like a very Christ-like figure and all of that stuff. That was one of his best characters and like ever. Like that was that that was such a fun character to see that. Yep. And then we turn into the pipe bomb character, which pipe bomb wrestling podcast and pipe bomb. But so name like it, but like the the pipe bomb punk happened because of the atrocities of WWE and like management. Sure. And so I think punk has to have the punk needs to have a cause in AEW. Yep. That gets him back to that level. But where he doesn't like, he's not going to have a filter this time because it's AEW and they can basically say whatever they want on TNT and TBS. Clearly, and because and Warner Brothers that. is fine with it. Like every every single time I see Warner Brothers notes from T- TBS, and the first one, I the most recent one I remember is because I was looking to see if they said anything about Moxley dropping the f bomb, and they were like, it was one of our high, it, it won, it beat out like NBA games and everything else. So whatever they're doing is fine and working so they can keep doing whatever they want to do. So like, I, you know, but, but that version of punk's going to be a lot of fun. We just have to get past the honeymoon phase of returning and yep. move on to the meat and potatoes of, of what his character in AEW is going to be. Yep. I completely agree with that too. I'm going to ask you a loaded AEW question here. Oh, great. A loaded one. Cause this could go many, many, many different ways. <laughs> What's next? For Danhausen, he needs to join Darby Allen and Sting. Really, the face paint, man. That's that's the whole uh, yeah, thing. But, no, okay. no, I, <laughs> I think I, I I don't know. I don't really know. I think he's going to be kind of what Orange Cassidy kind of is in a lot of ways. Of like, I think he starts off as a gimmick that's supposed to be funny and right. is supposed to be you know, lighthearted and not necessarily mm-hmm. taken seriously or whatever. And then the fans get behind them and <laughs> we get another right. Orange Cassidy. I don't really know what to expect. I just know it's going to be a lot of fun because Danhausen is absolutely hilarious. And yes, he is. So fun. Just to see him and Adam Cole together is going to be amazing. To see him and MJF together is going to be so funny to see that. I want, to ha- I want him to have interactions, though, with Darby Allen and Sting and just be, him be like, him be like face paint, face paint. Like let's 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 right. make this happen. Let's make this work. And I, right. I I would love something like that. Well, it's so funny. Context: I was watching AEW with my dad while he was here visiting, <laughs> and he doesn't know who Danhausen is. So we're right. watching we're watching the lights out match, and Danhausen comes out from the other end of the chair and he said, <laughs> "Who's that guy?" And I went, "It's Danhausen." He's like, "Why does everybody like him?" And I was like, "Just." Uh, it's going to take me way too long to explain this to you. Just know that he's very, very, very popular. He's very, very strange. He lives his gimmick. And, he, and yeah. dad's like, well, kind of like The Undertaker. And I said, well, yeah, in a way, but <laughs> not as but serious, in, but in a more comical fashion. Right. Um, but all that to say, Dan Housen is not going to be cleared to wrestle for a while. Right. Um, because he tore, he blew his knee out. What was it around Thanksgiving or something like that? I think, I think so. I think something it was something like that. like that. So anyway, he's not going to be able to wrestle for a little while. So we're going to get a lot of. I just want to see like Danhausen in AEW. The first thing I think of is like 2002 Gold Dust. So yeah. all the funny stuff that he did with Booker T, especially when he got electrocuted and he got Tourette's. 
<laughs> and I'm not saying Dan Housen needs to get Tourette's, but <laughs> it would. I just think of those type vignettes right. and backstage stuff that he could do. I think I think Danhausen is going to be AEW's version of our truth. Oh yes, through and, like through and through. Oh, I think he's yeah. going to be AEW's version of our truth. When you need something funny, you bring in our truth yep. because I, I love our. I, I used to hate our truth. I think the 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 version of our truth I hated the most with was was with him and the Miz and his whole heel, heel persona yeah. and head into capital punishment and everything else. But then we got little Jimmy from it. And then oh, him yeah. and little Jimmy was amazing. And then you have that promo segment between him and the Miz and Christian where they're talking about little Jimmy and Riley and really, <laughs> and all that. Like, all, and then we get the rumble spot with him thinking it's a ladder match and he gets the ladder and then just Dance everything with, with Carmella. Yeah. And then everything with the, the 24 seven title was created for our truth and Drake Maverick. And it's, yep. It's not as fun now that our truth is not necessarily as involved as as he once was. So I would love for Danhausen to be what our truth is in WWE. Or Danhausen could be in AEW. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> All right, um, let's get ready to sign off here for this week's episode. But before we do, we always have to hand out our high spots and turd sandwiches, the highs and the lows of this week in the wrestling business. Everything from the wrestling business is on the table this week. So, Andy, I will throw to you first for your turd sandwich. Lay it on me. Yeah, my turd sandwich this week is is the men's Royal Rumble yep. match as a whole. It's just, yep. it's just, it was the pay per view as a whole. I think was was underwhelming, but the men's Rumble match to be the main event and to have the flat finish that it had and no really big surprises and no really big moments or anything. I just it felt, I felt cheated, I think is the right word after it. And it's, it's one of those of, you know, there was so much potential behind it and it did not happen and we did not get it. And so, yeah, I think, I think the men's, and it pains me to say this, but the men's Royal Rumble, I think is my turd sandwich this week. Um, I'm gonna, I'll go one different just because I do agree with you. Um, but there's not much conversation to me going different, but I'll go different anyway. And I will say, <laughs> The uh, finish of Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Yeah, obviously we've talked that one to death as well. I do understand from the fact that they wanted to get the shield part where Roman hits him with the chair. I understand that they wanted to get that in. Cool, right. fine, whatever. But if you're kicking off your pay per view with that, like that sucks. Like yeah. don't kick off your pay per view with that finish. I like, loved, I loved the chair shot stuff. Like that stuff could have stayed. And- sure. I'd have been fine, but it's the, it's the DQ. Like I could have stood honestly, if they would not have put the match first and the match would have been before the bell rings, Roman beats the snot out of Seth with a chair and then wins the match that I can deal with. I would have been much more happy than we got this Mac classic that we did and then we got a stupid DQ finish because Roman wouldn't let go. Yep. I completely that's, agree. I think that's what I'm mad about. Okay. I completely agree. High spot of the week. Best thing in the world of wrestling this week. Um, That's hard. I think the best match for me, the best thing from wrestling this week was probably the lights out match between Orange Cassidy mm. and Adam Cole. I, I, I love that match. It was a lot of fun. Obviously, yep. the downhousing spot was was icing on the cake, but 
it was a fun it was a fun lights out match that didn't go overboard with the violence Nonsense. and i know that's weird to say of like pro wrestling and stuff but yeah. like it didn't go overboard we didn't get blood we didn't get you know thumbtacks we didn't get a whole lot of like I, I love that stuff but i think if we see it too much it becomes it's not as special or it's not as meaningful yep. so I, I think this was a really fun simple lights out match that yep. you know both these guys just absolutely killed it and neither of those things fit either of their characters so right. it makes sense that we didn't get it right. um can i just go on record um and because i didn't mention this after the uh, on the royal rumble post show because we really didn't get to it because again, uh, a lot of moving parts with that. <laughs> but can I just say how impressed I was with the Becky Lynch Dewdrop match from Royal Rumble? Yeah, I, I again am going to say that it shouldn't have been on the card. Um, the card could have done without the match, but the match was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it very much. Um, yeah. So I know I put that down on our Rumble preview show. I'm pretty sure. Um, so. Shout out to those ladies for putting on a very entertaining match. But my high spot of this week is something we did not mention from Monday Night Raw. And that is the AJ Styles Ray Mysterio match. Oh my gosh. For two guys that are in their mid 40s to go out there (laughs) and be like, you're going to give us this time. We're going to show you why we are still here. And man. What a they banger killed it. of a match. That was yeah, they so killed it. good. Oh, my gosh. The, the only complaint I have is that we had commercials in between it. That was the yes. only complaint I have. And I love yep. the fact that, uh, I forget his name, Jimmy, the lead Jimmy commentator. Smith. Jimmy yep. Smith. I love the fact that he was like, you're probably asking yourself, did I pay for this? But nope, it's free on TV. Like I, yeah. that's, that's the first time I can remember anybody in WWE saying that. So that, I thought that was really, really cool, too. Yep. That was fantastic. Do yourself a favor. Uh, even if you're not a watcher of Monday Night Raw, if you can't sit through three hours, uh, I trust me, there are many weeks where we can't sit through I get three it. hours. <laughs> but we have a podcast and we have to talk about it. But do yourself a favor. If you want to watch, again, we spent probably 10 minutes of this podcast talking about why WWE caters to their casual fan and not their hardcore fan. They know what they're doing. Folks, go watch the AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio match. Because that proves you that WWE knows what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. you can have your opinions. You can not like everything. Heck, we don't like everything. We've been clear about that. But go back and watch that match. Because it just goes to show you why WWE, WWE is what it is and has been since 1982. Yep. That's, that, that's bottom line. That's what it is. All right, folks. That's going to do it for this edition of the Bite Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Please make sure you are subscribed to the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel, that you are following us on social media at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you're throwing some support over to Tom and the guys over at SportsWire Radio. You can listen to them 24-7 at sportnarium.com forward slash player. You can also find our podcast on demand wherever you find your podcast. So that's Apple, that's Google, that's Spotify. That's Anchor. That is anywhere in between. Make sure you follow our show. Make sure you give us a five-star review if the application provides you the opportunity to do so. That greatly helps us. Thank you so much for doing that. And thank you so much for supporting our show, whether this is your first time or you've been with us since the beginning. We could not do this show without you. So thank you so very much. Uh, We will come back to you next Monday. No bonus show this week. Sorry, y'all. We will come back to you next Monday with some old school wrestling that you certainly don't want to miss. 
for Mr. Andy York. Follow him at Andy underscore PBWP. My name is Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher 24. This has been the Pie Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.